Okay. Okay. You want to start? Sure. Hi, everyone. This is Hillary. Hey, and this is Jenny. So, Jenny, what is our charity of the month? So, for December, we are going, because December 1st is World AIDS Day, we are going to focus on Red.org, which all donations to Red.org go to the Global Fund. Yes. Provides both AIDS and COVID-19 resources to Africa. Pink tuberculosis and malaria as well. As well. So you're probably very familiar with Red.org because of Bono's work with it. But we're going to be talking a lot about it this month. Yes. We've got so, exclusive so sh- information and exclusive merch at our merch store. Yeah, I believe we already do. Yeah. Well, we're just reminding them of, yes, of that. Of so all proceeds of merch this month will be donated to Red.org. And I do believe, tell me if I'm wrong, that our... Red specific garden tart stuff will stay up, and those proceeds will always go to red.org. Right. Holiday season, go to red.org. And I mean, you don't have to just shop it this holiday season. They have stuff all the time. Oh, yes. And they have new stuff coming out all of the time. But you're buying gifts right now anyway. You need, yeah. Just good stocking stuffers, good big gifts, good small gifts. And go back and listen to our December 1st app if you haven't yet. There's more information there. Yes, we're going to talk to you about where we've been in December. Yeah, it's our last bean up of 2020. Yeah, and we won't be back until March, but we don't have anything in. We've never been to shows in January, February. No, the U2s, I guess, just aren't usually here then. No, we might need a, you know what, (laughs) that should maybe be a goal at some point. Yeah, okay. We need, we need to catch a show in uh, January, February. We might have to go to, like, Australia or something for that, but we've got <laughs> a long time to plan for that. We do. We really don't want to go to Australia, but we might I, have to. I would actually love to go out to Australia. I don't want to actually have to travel to Australia. So that's my thing. Also, I'm really afraid of the bugs. <laughs> I've just heard horror stories about bugs in Australia, so I, I would like handle it. I would like to stay, you know, city side if we go there. And I don't want to travel. I want to. Um, I want to wiggle we, my nose. Wouldn't and it be, be there? Ni- right? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice though if they were like, if they played like somewhere halfway in January? Yeah. We, at the end of January, we could go there halfway. And okay. then we could go the other halfway. And then by then we'll be so tired, flying back home isn't going to be that big of a deal. Okay, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Or we could have a layover in, I don't know, Hawaii or something. Sure, why not? Let's just, you know, get a jar for your change. Okay. Have a tour fund, and we can do it. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about December. We each have a few shows. We do. Well, I believe you have the first show. I do. First December show. My first December show was December 12, 1997, Pop Mart at the Kingdom in Seattle. And it was quite an interesting show. It was fun, but it was really like Christmassy themed. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think we all had like Santa hats. It sounds familiar. And, uh, 
at the end of like when Bono was the last time he was out on the B stage he actually walked down and went from the first person in our group to the last person in our group and gave us all like kisses and hugs and it was just us like he knew where our group started and ended I'll never understand Um, that because it wasn't necessarily the same people every time no, it wasn't. It was but different he knew combinations, yeah. Somehow he knew who we were. It's in a file, you know? It's in the file, yeah. <laughs> with our pictures and everything. May hang out with. Our paper we... file. Right. May hang out with, and then our mug shots. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe associated with. Anyway, but I mean, it was nuts. He went from the first person, I think. Yeah, he went from the first person to the last person. I think I was the last person. Yeah. And he took my hand and like kissed my hand, like the top of my hand. And I think I hesitated too. Like, we're not friends like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we are, but I was just like, what's happening here? Also, I was really going to be sad if he didn't like include me in that. (laughs) I think everybody was. Um, don't but stop, it was, don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was clearly everyone in our group. But, I mean, he was down at the rail mm-hmm. right in front of us and said goodbye. That was really, I didn't mention this, but it was the last uh, North American Pop Mart show. Yeah. Um. So that's why. And they have been, you know, on this crazy long tour and we're excited to get back home for the holidays and everything. Mm-hmm. I was really sad to miss that I had finals and I was in college and I couldn't come and I was so sad. But I did give you a card that you passed off to Bono for me. Yes. I swear you were there. You were there in my heart and in my mind. (laughs) I can't even tell you how many times I've wanted to say, hey, remember in Seattle? Because I swear (laughs) to God, I brought you with me. The really super cool things were actually happened. And again, today's time you do not want to go wait at a hotel this is not a good idea with the internet and back no, when and we... they're not actually usually at the hotels in no. the city anymore anyway no yeah. you can't find them like that anyway but back in our day it was also pre you know modern internet and the world didn't share locations and stuff like it wasn't like that no if there were like 20 people that was a lot a lot and, a lot. and I don't think, I'm not positive, I can't remember, but I don't think there were many more people than, no, they, yeah, but there couldn't have been more than 20 people. This is my really quick, crazy ass story about this, but, so we were staying in our hotel, and I can't remember the time, but it was some really specific time, like 327. Yeah, and that I, sounds familiar, you told me this story before, yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm pretty sure the numbers are actually... It was 3.27 a.m. I'm pretty sure it was 3.27. It's pretty consistent, yeah. Yeah. So I had this awful dream. It was just like we all left. the. We all went to the airport and left. And then I got home and my mom met me at the airport and said that the plane with one of our friends who I had traveled with had crashed. And it was so real to me. Also, she wouldn't have been on the plane by herself. So I don't know why in my dream... Right. It was just her on the plane, but it definitely was not the other people that traveled with her. But anyway, it was such a like real dream. Like it in my whole life, it has to be one of the most vivid dreams I have ever had. Like it was awful, and I woke up, you know, just like 
at 3.27 a.m. I looked at the clock. I could not lay in bed. I was so freaked out. So I went, and I think I took a book or something, and I went, sat in the bathroom, because everybody was sleeping. I sat in the bathroom for probably like two hours. I was so freaked out. So later, we knew when the band was leaving, I guess. So we all went downstairs to say goodbye, and I have no idea why, but Bonham comes over to me and another friend and says, okay, I have to tell you this dream. He like looks me right in the eye and said, I had a dream, was talking to Michael Hutchins and he like shook him and said, what's your problem? Like, what's your deal or something? And he went on about how this was so vivid or whatever. And he said he woke up at 3.27, couldn't go back to bed. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like I just said it. It wasn't like I had the time in my head and didn't mention it. I pulled aside and said I had this dream last night I've been sitting in the bathroom all night because I'm so freaked out and I gave her the exact time and it was that specific it wasn't like 3.30 right it wasn't like 3.25 it was 3.27 I'm thinking well why the hell didn't we go down to the bar and have a drink (laughs) I was up (laughs) you were up like you know we need to keep in touch with this stuff yeah right but also when he came over to tell it was like he made a beeline to us to tell us this dream and i'm thinking again we're not friends like that (laughs) (laughs) like i didn't tell him about my dream i elbowed our friend the whole entire time he was talking anyway it was absolutely crazy and emotional and after they left, we went to this small little amusement park at the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. And after, you know, almost a year of, which was to us, I guess, a year of touring, we went on these rides and it was just pure happiness. Like, it was, I will never forget that. It was just like being on a ride and just like laughing and our hair in the it was freaking freezing cold too yeah. like why the hell we did this I don't know but it was just a really I don't know it just was a perfect way to end a perfect way to year. end a crazy year yeah <laughs> but I just will never forget I just remember being in one of those spin around rides and sitting with our with a friend of ours just like you know looking at her and just thinking holy shit, this has been our year, you know? Like, yeah. Anyway, it was a really important, eventful show for me. I mean, I have such fond memories of all of that. I think we met other people in the band, too. I kind of feel like Larry came out at some point, but I don't remember that hmm. for sure. Um, and then there were Pearl Jam people all walking around everywhere we went, like, always. yeah. So that was kind of cool. But anyway, that's my it's my 1997 December. And then... Wow. Ooh, that was one next... heck of a show opener for this app. <laughs> yeah. It would have been nicer if it was later in the episode, because I don't think I have anything that packs that much of a punch. No. So, sorry you guys, but it's going to be like, wah, wah, <laughs> from here on out. Our next shows were, we were together, December yep. 1st and 2nd. Uh, 2001 for Elevation in uh, Tampa, Tampa and Miami, a day apart. And I had been to the show prior in Atlanta. So it was three shows in a row in three different cities, which was... And if I remember correctly, the Miami show was the last show of that leg. Of the whole tour. 
of the whole tour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't pick up again after, and I think they were supposed to, but they didn't pick up again after um, After Miami. But it had been one hell of a year. So. Right. Yeah, for
<laughs> Fuck you! Like, how, many, how many times do we have to explain this? We're all going to the same place. We might exactly. as well travel together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so much better for, like, our carbon footprint. Yeah, the environment and, mm-hmm. I mean, carpool. Yeah, but that was just, I just remember, again, that being, I mean, when I was awake on that trip, it again was one of those amazing end-of-tour, happy, freeing, liberating just times where it was just like we had no stress at all. It was so good. So garbage opened both nights, and that night Larry came out and did drums on Only Happy When It Rains. So amazing. So much fun. Yeah. Okay, so a friend of ours was very connected with the band, and she had talked to... Bono's assistant, who talked to him, I, I don't know, I don't know how what the arrangement was, but his assistant called her. We were at a hotel drinking champagne <laughs> in Miami on some veranda in, like, on the ocean, <laughs> and it was just like, ooh, we're fancy. We were fancy, except I think we were staying in like a day's in or something. Yeah. <laughs> we just went to this fancy hotel to have some drinks. And she called and said to our friend that there would be tickets for her at Will Call. And we figured, you know, we'd get, like, wristbands to go in the heart. And anyway, but while we were having drinks, our friend flipped a coin. It was the three of us again. And our friend flipped a coin and whatever I called. So we get to the venue again in Miami, the last show of the tour. And we get to... We'll call, and there is a giant envelope. So I guess it's one of those things where, you know, with college acceptance, is it fat or skinny? No, I bet right. they don't do that stuff anymore. I bet it's just like an email. It's digital, yeah. Go to this website. <laughs> You're in. Go to this website. So fat and skinny doesn't matter. But in this world, fat and skinny, there's a big disparity between those. what's going to happen with a skinny envelope and a fat envelope. Yep. Just like we learned in Dublin in as Dublin. well. But anyway, so inside it was nuts. It was tickets, which we already had tickets, so that wasn't an issue. But it was tickets and the wristbands and guest of band passes, like laminate. Guest of band. Guest of band, not management. Guest of band. So you are one of, you're a guest of one of four people for that one. Right. So she's, you know, she's worked in the industry. She's got her cool with this stuff. But the look on her face when she opened that envelope was just like no composure. Just like, oh my god, like you could just see her get her shit together from her feet up, you know? Like, anyway, so we go to wherever we were supposed to go and they walk us to a room, which again, you know, I think we always thought that backstage was like paved with gold and, you know. <laughs> giant things of caviar and crystal <laughs> and whatever not like that at all first they put us in a big room where there were probably 50 people and then someone came and got us and moved us to a small room which was really shitty i mean it didn't we had someone that brought us wine like we didn't have to go get our beverages but i was nervous as crap i mean obviously we knew we were in this room 
for Bono. Like, we knew that really quickly on. I don't think we did it first when we got put in the big room, but in the little room, I mean, we knew why we were there, that he was coming in. Right. So I drank a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot. Just trying to calm my nerves. Rightfully um, so. Yeah, and it was, there were, it was a weird combination of people. It was me and our friend, and then we didn't recognize her any our friend went to the bathroom and the other people in the room introduced themselves and apparently one of them was Edge's ex-wife who I would not have recognized for anything yeah and she introduced herself I mean just as she was there with her then husband and there was another guy who that other guy was really super cute and we were a little flirty on and off like he was just I don't know I kind of liked him but (laughs) but I didn't have much time to like him but anyway at one point we left that room and went to see Larry (laughs) drunk and then we're like you know Bob can wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) and I mean I'm sure he, he didn't wait for us but we're just like we're doing it and we'll be back right so anyway, I'm drinking. We're both very nervous. And finally, Bono walks in the room and he points to this guy, the guy that I thought was kind of cute. And he said, you're the guy with the boat. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah. I have no idea what that meant, but I want to know what boat that was that made right. Bono, that Bono noticed that much. Like, <laughs> what boat? <laughs> what happened attention. on that boat? <laughs> I've I'd never got any more information, but I mean, he walked in just like right away. You're the guy with the boat. <laughs> okay. I still would kill to know what that scenario was, but anyway. And I don't think he was Irish. No. But anyway, so he comes over to us, very casual, like we see him every day. Gave us hugs and kisses on the cheek and talked to us for a little while and our friend had had somewhat of a conflict with him a few months earlier so I think this was supposed to be like an apology but I think they both were expecting the other one to apologize (laughs) I don't really think either of those things happened but he was talking about you know seeing the same faces every night and he said it's very unnerving to look out in the audience and see someone do something that you're about to do two seconds later. <laughs> and I'm just like, I have nowhere to hide. <laughs> like, he looked right at me. Like, and I'm like, holy shit. I just got in. So I th- I knew I got in trouble the night before. I didn't think it was, was going to keep going on. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I don't think I said anything. But no. then he... I mean, I think I was just like, you know, I can't hide. Where can I hide? (laughs) Under that table? Like, I can't. I got to deal with this. But there were a few things he said that were really funny. In my head, when he said that about it being uncomfortable that people know what he's going to do before, my response was, well, then do something different. (laughs) Because I had, in that year, I don't know, around then, I had seen several Dave Matthews shows back to back. And those shows weren't anything alike. No, they But they're also not yeah. staged or anything. They don't have... No. And they, they make their set list, like, right before they go on stage right. and stuff. And, like, I mean, like, when you see Springsteen, he makes the set list on stage while... Right. ...during the show, which is amazing. I understand you two can't quite do that. I also understand their music is more complicated than that. They need right. more treatment and... And it's the show. It's not the it concert. is a show. It's show. Like, you don't... Yeah. 
You don't go to a Dave Matthews show. It's a Dave Matthews concert. Yes. We go to a YouTube show. But anyway, um, I really wanted to say that, but I held it in. But so he also then says that he had <laughs> he had never been to a YouTube show before. <laughs> he had been at a YouTube show, but not to a YouTube show. In interviews, a million, uh, 269 times. Easily. And I just wanted to roll my eyes. Like, we're not an MTV audience. We're not no. the readers of Rolling Stone. It's two people standing in front of you. And you can talk like a normal human. <laughs> so I said, well, good luck with that. <laughs> and our friend, I think our friend was a little mortified by that. He also said... One of the best things ever. He My also favorite said, part of the story. And I just said it. I'm like, well, good luck with that. And I don't know. I thought it was hysterical. And I think he laughed. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think he insults it. I mean, I think he was like smart ass, right? But then, you know, amused. But anyway, so then he said he was talking about the, I guess, the Boston DVD, and he said, you know, have you seen the DVD? And he's talking about the DVD, and our friend said, you know, I haven't seen it. I'll have a DVD player, and he said the same thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it on a DVD player either, and I'm like, I have. <laughs> I had a friend that worked at Radio Shack and she had like a dented box thing. And so I paid probably at the time $200 or something for a DVD player because they had just come out. Right. And I got, I had a DVD player. Um, so I'm like, I have. I'm like, I'm not rich or anything. Like, <laughs> like, how come you don't have a DVD player? Right. I don't understand it. And then he said the most bizarre of all of the things. I'm not sure how it came up, but he started talking about his wife and about Allie. And he said, mind you, they had just had a baby. Right. They had a brand new freaking baby. And he says, <laughs> Allie and I are expecting a baby. He's five <laughs> months old now. <laughs> I'm like, what? Because <laughs> at first my, I'm like, oh my God, that poor thing just had a baby. <laughs> And what? <laughs> and not only that, but I'm pretty sure that since then, you've been in the U.S. <laughs> so I hate to tell you, buddy, but... but... Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> anyway, I really don't think I thought that, but it was... But I did think, holy shit, as he started to say this, and our friend and I, we looked at each other like, what the fuck, that poor lady? And then... He was like, you, I'm like, I don't think you understand what expect means. Yeah. That's like, but, he went from A to C and forgot the B. <laughs> forgot the B. <laughs> yeah, but but anyway, it was really, really interesting night. So the biggest part of the story is he comes in drinking this, I don't know what it was. I think it was like warm milk with tea and honey. Yeah. But it was in like a solo cup, which you don't put warm beverages in a solo cup. And it had a straw, which you don't drink warm beverages with a straw. And milk before a show. I mean, that makes me me. Yeah. I know milk too because, well, I I drank it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he left the room and left his drink, and I'm like, oh, screw that shit. And I took the straw. (laughs) So. We still had access to this, the big, like, backstage room after he left. Yeah. I think a couple times during the show, I ran off and got big solo cups of wine and brought them back. We all shared 
the solo cup and we drank it with Bonner's straw. <laughs> we met Jim Courier that night. We did a tennis sensation. Oh my gosh, he was my biggest tennis crush. One time tennis sensation. One time tennis sensation. Yeah. He, I think, peaked too soon or something. But he also looked like he was high as a kite. And his past said guest of management. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha I got guest of band. <laughs> but anyway, it was a great night. It, it was just... I, don't, I just remember us all being together and being happy. And there was no drama and no reenacting the Statue of Liberty. No, we were very good. Yeah. But it was just, again, you know, you need that show, the last show of your tour, to be just kind of invigorating. It also makes it really hard to move on. Yeah. With the tour, because, you know, after the tour, you know, you have to decompress. It's really... Right. I think I'm still decompressing from songs of experience. I'm still... I still have a little more normalizing to get before... Well, life hasn't been very normal for us to do so. Yeah, it hasn't. So I feel like we're just like a year away from that because 2020 has just been a, a wash. So, and it's, I don't think it's unusual for it to last, for you to have a year to recover, especially we had, what, three out of four years of touring. Yeah, that really builds up. It was a lot. I mean, we toured constantly. Yeah. So that was crazy. Hey there, listeners. If you're a U2 fan, you are more than likely aware of the work that Bono has done and continues to do in Africa. It's amazing work, and the exciting thing is you can get involved too. There are two simple ways. One, go to one.org and sign up to fight against extreme poverty. Two, visit red.org to shop. What? Shopping helps? It sure does. By purchasing Red branded products, you are contributing to the Global Fund, which supports HIV AIDS grants in many African countries. As your man says, where you live should not decide whether you live or whether you die. So head on over to one.org and red.org to join the Garden Tarts in doing our part to end AIDS. Should we move on to our last three? Because they were all on the same tour, too. Yes. This was the Vertigo Tour. We had three shows, December 10th in Cleveland, my hometown, and then the 15th and 16th in Omaha and Salt Lake City, which we did together, which was totally fun. 17th. What did I say? 15th and 16th. Oh, it's 15th and 17th. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just had it wrong. So... We were always going to the Cleveland show, but then we had decided, like, let's pick the most random place that we would never go and go to those shows. And we're like, Omaha. <laughs> and while we're there, let's just head up to Salt Lake City because we got a place <laughs> to stay there. So that's how we ended up there. Cleveland was great. Was this the night that we thought we had GA and we ended up with those really shitty seats? Yes. And we were like, get us to the floor now temper tantrum oh my god we went to the ga entrance we didn't queue we went to the ga entrance and they're like oh these aren't ga tickets and we were like what i don't know how the hell that happened Mm -mm. and we ended up like crazy ass nosebleeds 
somehow I forget. I remember who we called, but I forget the process of how we called up Jim Hankey. <laughs> like, this is unacceptable. I don't remember how we ended up on the floor, though. He got us wristbands. Is that what happened? Well, it was awesome. We're glad to be down on the floor with our friends. I don't remember. I wasn't originally going to that show. To me, that show was a really last minute thing. Because I had a wedding I was going to. And then I'm like, screw that wedding. And I got him a nice present. (laughs) I I don't remember that now. It was really sweet of him to invite me to the wedding because we weren't that close. But anyway, so what I remember of that show was Instant Karma. That's my only memory of that of that show was yeah. we were with Meredith like in the okay. middle of the floor like an empty spot on the floor mm-hmm. and we all just kind of held hands or had our arms around each other and for instant karma and it was just to me that was just a really amazing moment there was a lot of Beatles that night she loves you Sgt. Pepper Happy Christmas War is over Norwegian Wood All You Need Is Love Hear us coming, Lord. Help. I don't no, know. No, except that it was two days after the anniversary of John Lennon's death. That would explain it. Yeah. So I guess so. But I just, I remember that. And I just remember just, again, having one of those amazing moments that made me really emotional. And then we went <laughs> to Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> which we picked because of the Counting Crows song and the Bruce Springsteen album. <laughs> yes. And I think there was a little bit of 311 thrown in there. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, that was, God, that was great. Um, big plans for queuing this night. We did. This big plans. One of our best stories, I think, ever. We... At the opening act, by the way, was Kanye West, who was friggin' amazing. Amazing. Like, really amazing. And I'm not... At the time, though, I was a huge Kanye fan. I'm not anymore. But but I still, you know, like his older stuff, I still respect right. that. So I was very excited to see him. But we had shopped for like a month before <laughs> to get camping gear, because we knew it was going to be cold. And we needed to prepare. So we got... Well, we shopped at like... Walmart. Kmart. Kmart. I remember because the Kmart that I went to has recently closed. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, we we went to Kmart and I got a tent. We both got sleeping bags and like a tent liner and we got like winter like winter hiking boots and wool socks and and heated things. Hand warmers and feet warmers, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, little bottles of booze to drink when we were yeah. in our tent. And um, so we go to look at the GA line and there's no one there. We should have at that time just stood there. Right. We didn't. And I think that this is why we ended up our, yeah. our tenure in the GA line was not as long as it could have been. It probably would have been. I don't know though, it was cold. So we we <laughs> we went to some little cute warehouse area of Yeah of Omaha that had these little 
really amazing bars and one of them had like a wine special and so we took advantage of that (laughs) and drank a lot of that like bottles (laughs) and then we go back and there may be 10 people in the GA line so we go back to the hotel which was attached to the venue also could not have gotten luckier and you Mm -hmm. tell the story well so yeah we went into the hotel we got all our stuff including the hotel pillows which were (laughs) huge He's I was like, we'll just like stuff pillows. them up our shirts. There is no way. Like, <laughs> this was probably not legal. But we, we take just all of our walked out with them. Yeah, we take all of our stuff out. We get in line. We pitch our tent. We get in there. We maybe have a few more drinks. We're like, oh, strut, so tired up in here. <laughs> and so comfortable. Oh, so we <laughs> snuggle up in our sleeping bags with all our warm yeah. stuff on, and we fell asleep so fast, didn't we? really really fast like I never can fall asleep like that but out and then I remember waking up and I thought it was raining right this was really loud noise coming down on the tent and I had to pee and I think we're just like do we really want to be out in the rain and well we and it was bright it was very bright but not only you woke up it was bright and it's like it was raining we're like but we we did it we slept all night it's daytime (laughs) Well, it wasn't because we were at the arena and there were big lights. There was a parking lot across the street. It was very lit, well-lit area. And our and tent we, was covered in snow. It was snow, not rain. <laughs> and it was a lot of snow. Like, snow had to have just fallen, like, two inches at one time. Because it, the, there was so much and it was so bright from the lights that it looked like it was the sun was shining. And we're I think like, there well, were some news crews there. There were with, like, so we're, fans and like, we're thinking we had been there for I don't know, ten hours or something, and that was fair. And we were just gonna give up and go back to the hotel because it was so cold. So and we cold. both had to pee really bad because of all the alcohol. <laughs> and we're just like, screw it. So we're just like, fuck this shit. And we start packing up our stuff. We'd only been out there for like I don't know, four hours. I was thinking like an hour or two. (laughs) Somewhere between two and four hours, I think. But we're just like kicking our stuff around. Like, who cares about this crap anymore? (laughs) We went and we took our pillows back and got in those big warm beds. There's like a news crew right there saying, look at these loyal fans that are in the snow. And we're there just like, you know, cursing (laughs) everything. Fuck this! <laughs> Packing up and leaving. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, we went back. This was the most comfortable hotel bed I have ever oh, yeah. it was slept amazing. in. It had like down comforters. It was so warm. Um, Those big pillows. It was so nice. So we went and I think we got room service and then slept all friggin' day. Yeah. Like there wasn't any more. To- we went and saw, you know, bars. Right. There we saw the bar area. There was nothing else yeah. for I'm sure there was, but we had no expectations of doing anything. Right. So we slept all day and then I think we went to like a a pre concert fan party, but the lines were really long or something. It was in the hotel. Okay. The lines that. were really long and the drinks were really expensive, so we were just like, nah. So we went across the street. You didn't have to go outside even, it had a like a, a bridge. Right. Like a walkway, to the yeah. Venue, and it was really a weird 
GA because I remember we had to go through these like meeting like we had to go into these meeting rooms like the line went into rooms at、huh. the venue because they let、yeah. everybody in like, we also、right. didn't think that maybe they'd let everyone in I think our longevity would have been much better if we、yeah. just you know probably you know sweated it out froze、um, yeah another couple hours but. Whatever, it worked out great. But I rem- we got in there, and this guy who we did not know but worked for the band came up to us and asked if we wanted wristbands. Right, because we were just standing in the back of the floor. And I'd like to think it was because we looked hot. I think <laughs> we looked hot. Right. We kind of dressed up because we didn't have GA. Right. But yeah, we got to go up in the heart. We got to go in the heart. I think we at one point went back to the mix. We wandered, I think. Yeah. Went to the heart. You had to go to the bath. You had to go pee, and there were these two husky guys that had these undershirts where they just took a sharpie and one wrote you on it and the other wrote two, and it was like they were questionable to begin with. And they ended up standing behind us, and while you were in the bathroom, they like came up behind me and grabbed my butt, which was really not cool. No. I mean. You know what? That shit happens with friends. Whatever. It's still not okay, but sometimes it's funny. This wasn't funny. Like、no. I felt like this was really like I felt like I had been assaulted. It was、uh, really not cool. Actually, you. I think I was. I had been. been. <laughs> I had been. But it was. I don't know. It was just. I don't know. I felt very uncomfortable with that. But anyway. So yeah, Kanye and I don't really have many. Nah, but then after Omaha on the. Fifteenth, then we flew to Salt Lake City on the seventeenth, which was an easy add-on because my cousin lived there at the time, and we could stay with them. But we got bumped on our flight, which we did, which was amazing because I got we got round trip vouchers, and I had, wedding, I had your wedding the next year. Yeah. So、But they were like, "Do you mind being bumped to a plane that's leaving at the exact same time?" <laughs> pretty much. I mean, our delay was like, I don't know, minutes, and our luggage stayed on the same flight. Right. But yeah, we just had to get to the next gate, you、right. know,、and、a I, little bit quickly. Yeah, I think that there was a lady that got up, an older woman that got up before us, and I think we maybe plowed her over or something. <laughs> Throwing elbows. <laughs> Sorry, lady. Y'all can't see me throwing my elbows. Yeah, but <laughs> anyway, that was like such a not big deal. Wait, let me say this. On my way, this is another crazy story about that trip, which I totally forgotten about. I had to fly from I don't know one of the airports around here. I had a layover in Baltimore,、yeah. and then it said my flight was from Baltimore to Omaha. Yeah. It never said there was any layover in between because we didn't get off the flight. Okay,、so、yeah. So I flew to the plane. I didn't know, but the plane landed in for a layover at O'Hare, and I think I called you and said, just out of curiosity, what flight are you on? And you said whatever, and I'm like, I'm saving you a seat. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. <laughs> the plane was like empty too, so it wasn't a big deal.、Right. And I, I don't think it was. Yeah, you know what? It had to be Southwest because I wouldn't have flown. Also, I wouldn't、right. have probably saved you. 
been yeah, able you wouldn't to be able to save a seat if it wasn't Southwest. No. no. But anyway, so you we ended up flying together, which... I totally forgot about that. Yeah, which to me was crazy because... So a lot of our friends ha- are able to fly together. Right. I never have anyone to fly with, like, ever. It's always me flying by myself. So we had two flights together. I know. To me, really like, exciting. super exciting. Anyway, that was just really super awesome. And yeah, so we go to Salt Lake City, and you go ahead. I don't have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I remember, also, aside from it being friggin' freezing cold, like... Yeah. Like cold, yeah. like I, I mean, ridiculous. We had a nice day off because we weren't gonna queue. Right. We had a nice day off. We went to Park City, which oh, we did. Was yeah. A beautiful place. I mean, that's like just gorgeous. And um, City Utah, their little shopping area. I still have a sweatshirt that I got from there, even though the zipper broke. I think I donated mine, but only recently. But it was just a really. I still have my hat. Um, but it was just a really nice day off. So what I remember at the concert was, and I think it had to do, and this is not a, this is a compliment. It's, it, I hope it comes across as a compliment, but it seemed like Utah was very church oriented. Yes. It is. Yeah. But I remember going to. Well, Salt Lake Christian, City, yes. Yeah. Salt Lake City, I apologize. Salt Lake City, very church oriented. And I remember people singing in like perfect harmony with the album <laughs> which is not how Bono you know sing songs no. always but it was like you know I mean we go to enough shows that we know where he's going to change the lyrics probably right and you know or know that he's going to go in a different direction or something but the crowd was singing it was almost like overpowering Bono because they were just so in unison and I actually thought that was kind of cool like I remember thinking that was really cool this was our last show of oh five oh five and our last it was just it was just a great way to end it together with these two adventures cities we've never been to we've never been we've never been to in the middle of the country it was great it was really great and I swear that Salt Lake City trip was just amazing the we weather was awful. You saw a bear. Not the same bear. <laughs> <laughs> or a real bear. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that was also a huge misunderstanding. That We're like, look at the bear. And then we're looking at two totally different bears. And I don't know how it came up that we weren't looking at the same bear. But it was so funny. And now we send each other pictures of bears all the time. All the time. So... <laughs> So in the set list, and it looked like it was like that in um, Omaha, too, Bono sang some opera snippet during Sometimes You Can't Make It On Your Own. Oh, yeah, definitely here. Yeah. And still lots more Beatles. It was definitely on his mind. Yeah, definitely. Summer, so. But yeah, anyway, that's where we've been. In, yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming on this musical journey. That was yeah. supposed to be like, let's do this one real quick. It'll be it'll, real easy. It'll be five <laughs> minutes, but I forgot that we had significant add-ons so take notes when we start start back in march so we know exactly (laughs) what we're getting ourselves into yeah (laughs) Yeah. but then when did we start this what month did we start the being june okay so that's good yeah and until march i guess on our next being ep yeah 
may your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>